from Australia. This is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. And for week commencing January 17, 2021, I'm Graham VK4BB with the news. And in the news, we'll have President Greg, we'll have Secretary Peter and we have a new kid on the block. New on 160 metres in VK7 is a broadcast of this WIA National News Service. Graham, VK7GS, has volunteered to rebroadcast the WIA and the VK7 amateur radio news broadcasts on 1.865 MHz. Transmission is from Sheffield. Stolen. South Australia's Country Fire Service at Eden Hills has had its antenna stolen from the roof. Not what you'd call a brazen thief. Maybe if karma gets this thief, it will be a blazing thief. This station in the past year has racked up some 15,000 plus hours work. Their radio paging system is now unusable, but emergency messages are still coming to them from the Central Emergency Communication Studio, be it by other means. VK1WIA. Hello, this is Greg with this week's WIA board comment. I will start with wishing everyone a happy new year for 2021 and hopefully a better year than 2020. This time last year, the eastern states of Australia were in the midst of a bushfire emergency following a protracted drought exacerbated by extreme temperatures, with, as reported by the Bureau of Meteorology, 2019 being the hottest year on record. Little did we know then that we were being stalked by an invisible menace later dubbed the COVID-19 pandemic. So far, 2021 does seem to be shaping up with the potential for a much better year. Of course, given 2020, that's hardly a stretch goal. Australia has fared well relative to other countries in the handling of the pandemic, even with the recent outbreaks causing havoc for many. Science in this time has been brought once again to the fore in both the guiding of suppression of the pandemic and with the amazing speed of development of effective vaccine. Applied science, electrotechnology is so much a part of the radio amateur service that is never top of mind. It is important to be aware that an amateur licence is fundamentally an experimental licence, the reason we continue to have access to radio spectrum. The list of contributions to science from innovations pied by radio amateurs is long, and the science is exciting, and we need to find more ways to share that excitement with the younger generation of such things as communicating with satellites or the International Space Station. RS has done much in this endeavour engaging with youth, with allowing school kids to interact with the International Space Station and IARU, that's the International Amateur Radio Union initiative such as YOTA, Youth on the Air, are now gaining traction after a slow start two or three years ago. YOTA is introducing a new generation to amateur radio and showing them that science can be fun. But for YOTA to work, we need to recruit and support what are best called YOTA evangelists, younger amateurs that can interact and spread the word in the context of the language of the already technology-enabled younger generation. This is a train-the-trainer approach that works. Some earlier Yota approaches were not so successful. It is early days with Yota, but it is a worthwhile initiative. So if you or your local club is interested in becoming involved with Yota, visit the IARU website and search on Yota. Finally, don't forget that nominations close end of January for director vacancies on the WIA board. If you have prior director experience, either at a not-for-profit or in the commercial environment, 
or have skills in marketing, legal or strategy, please seriously consider nominating. The WIA, now 110 years young, can only continue to support the amateur radio community with your support. If you have a real passion for the future of amateur radio, the WIA needs you. Until next time, this is Greg, VK2GPK. Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Hello. We begin this week's international news with news from Indonesia, when finding a signal is all important. Divers are searching for black boxes off Indonesia after the air crash last Saturday the 9th of the Boeing 737-500 jet on a domestic flight to Pontianak on Borneo Island, about 740 kilometres. It disappeared from radar screens four minutes after takeoff and crashed into the Java Sea. Authorities pinpointed the area where the black boxes may be located after they lifted chunks of the Boeing 737-500 fuselage off the seabed. Every commercial black box is fitted with a low-frequency underwater locator beacon when it's immersed in water. It will begin to radiate an acoustic signal, nominal operating frequency 37.5 kHz, which can be received and transformed into an audible signal by a receiver. The beacon is sometimes called a pinger due to the audible signal created by the receiver. The devices send out a signal on contact with salt water that can be picked up within a radius of about 2 kilometres. At such a short range, the location of the wreck should already be more or less pinpointed in order to find the device within its 30-day battery life. In the United Kingdom, radio imports... Now that the United Kingdom has left the European Union, hams will see major changes in importing radio equipment. Definitive information is scarce, but imports from the UK can have VAT paid on purchase or depending on the retailer, VAT may have to be paid before delivery. If it comes via post, any charges will have to be paid before the item is sent out for delivery. The post office employees will not be collecting money at the door, and whether duty is also collected is not very clear. But some sources say that anything originating outside the European Union will attract duty as well as VAT, and there may be also a handling charge. To the USA, Dayton Hamvention cancels show. Dayton Hamvention will not take place for the second year. Unfortunately, several setbacks in the recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic make necessary the difficult decision to cancel Hamvention 2021. An announcement from the Hamvention Executive Committee said, Hundreds of volunteers have been working to do everything necessary to bring this Hamvention to the many amateur radio enthusiasts and vendors who support the Dayton Hamvention. Vaccine distribution both in the United States and around the world is lagging behind what was planned. In addition, the emergence of a more communicable form of COVID-19 virus increases the potential for further public health problems in the next few months. We make this difficult decision for the safety of our guests and vendors. Those who had their tickets deferred last year will be deferred again. FCC eyes adding additional volunteer examiner coordinators. The Federal Communications Commission is asking, is 14 enough? That's the current number of volunteer examiner coordinator organisations who oversee volunteer examiners, the hams who administer the US licence exams. FCC would like public input on whether it should authorise as many as five to support the volunteer examiner's ongoing work. 
The coordinators oversee the accreditation of the volunteer examiners, managing administrative tasks connected to the exams they give and coordinating when the tests are given. News from Canada. Former RAC President John Hopwood, Victor Echo 7 Romeo Delta, Silent Key. Hoppy Hopwood, Victor Echo 7 Romeo Delta of British Columbia, was aged 91. Hoppy was instrumental in the founding of RAC and was inducted in 2015 as a member of the Canadian Amateur Radio Hall of Fame. Licensed in 1955, an early member of the Canadian Radio Relay League, the CRRL, the Canadian Amateur Radio Federation and ARRL. As Vice President of CARF, Hopwood encouraged the CARF and CRRL boards to resume talks to consider creating one national society. Merging the two societies was a complex, delicate process, RAC said in remembering Hopwood. He worked with CRRL President Danish Dunn, Victor Echo 3 Delta Sierra Sierra, who, RAC said, shared the vision for a strong national amateur radio society. Hopwood served as RAC's first vice president and subsequently was appointed as RAC president, retiring in 1998 after six terms. Rest in peace, John Hopwood, Victor Echo 7 Romeo Delta, Silent Key. And rounding up this week's international news from Brazil, home-constructed ham radio equipment. On December 29, 2020, Brazil's National Amateur Radio Society, LABRE, participated in a video conference with their communications regulator, Anatel. On the agenda, the agency's treatment of homemade equipment, those built by the radio amateur himself, which currently requires approval certification. At the meetings, regulator Anatel raised, amongst other issues, its understanding that artisans should be certified under the general telecommunications law. In view of this position, LABRE has insisted on the need for the exemption of artisans based on the more historical arguments and statements about decisions already taken by Anatel in favour of the exemption, including based on Resolution 697-2018, which is clearly stated in its Article 13 that hams do have the claimed exemption. In Sydney, I'm Jason VK2LAW. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. Ross Hill Memorial VHF UHF contest takes place all of January. VHF UHF Summer Field Day on now, Saturday and Sunday. CQ Worldwide 160 m CW Contest January 29 31. CQ Worldwide 160 m SSB Contest February 26 28. CQ Worldwide Ready WPX Contest February 13 14. International DX CW Contest February 2021. 20, International DX Phone Contest March 6 and 7. These contests are for WVK area stations and DX as far as Canadian and USA stations are concerned to work as many W-V stations in as many of the 48 contiguous states and provinces as possible. The bands will be alive at lots of W-V hams looking to work as many DX stations in as many DXCC entities as possible. WIA John Moore Field Day 2021 March from UTC 0100 hours on Saturday 22.0059 hours Sunday the 21st. The CQ Worldwide SSB WPX Contest March 27.28 
the CQ Worldwide CWWPX contest, May 29.30. April 25 AM, CWNZAC Day. Monday 25th from 9am on 7125 kHz AM. Hero Angel Sprint will be May 1st, 2021. 10 hours to 11.46 UTC. The BK Shires, the June long weekend, which is a weekend prior to the second Monday of June each year. Making it June 12-13 in 2021. Winter VHF UHF Field Day is June 26-27. DX Window. In what appears to be a growing trend, yet another DX Special Event Station is said to have announced there will be no QSL cards. Still, hams are honouring the work of Lions Clubs International with an event called GB4BLC in England. Members of the Bedworth Lions Club and operators from the Coventry Amateur Radio Society are operating through until January 28 on most of the HF bands. But again, there will be no QSL cards. The RAAF will be flying high to celebrate its 100 years on March 31. The Royal Australian Air Force call signs to target are VI-100AF March 1-29 May, VK-100AF March 1-31 August. Federal Republic of Germany. UE is QRB as DB-100AVUS during all of 2021 to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the AVUS. Located in the southwest of Berlin and opened in 1921, it is the oldest controlled access motorway in Europe. QSL to home call DO2PZ. Pakistan and Indonesia. A couple of FT8 stations we're looking out for are AP2AM and YD7RV. Ravi, YD7RV is QRV from Lower Island, IOTA OC166, and is active almost daily around 1700 Zulu on 40 metres using FT8. Sayed, AP2AM is on 160 and 80 metres using FT8 at his sunrise. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. Now, Special Interest Group News with Bruce VK3FFF. Good morning. Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Astronomical. The Juno spacecraft orbiting Jupiter has discovered an FM radio signal coming from the moon Ganymede. Salt Lake City's ABC TV Channel 4 says the find is a first-time detection from the Jupiter's moon. Patrick Wiggins, one of NASA's ambassadors to Utah, said it's not ET, it's more of a natural function. Juno was travelling across the polar region of Jupiter where magnetic field lines connect to Ganymede and that's when it crossed the radio source. Scientifically, it's called a decametric radio emission. Here on Earth, we know it as Wi-Fi and we use it every day. According to Britannica.com, Jupiter's radio emissions were discovered in 1955 and over the last 66 years, more and more discoveries have been made about how the signals work. The spacecraft saw the Moon's radio emission for only five seconds as it was flying by at 50 kilometres per second. What caused the radio emissions from Jupiter's Moon? Electrons cause the signals. The electrons oscillate at a lower rate than they spin. 
This causes them to amplify radio waves very rapidly. The process has an interesting name, cyclotron maser instability, or CMI. The electrons that generate the radio signal can also cause auroras in the far ultraviolet spectrum, which was also observed by the camera on Juno. Worldwide special interest groups, Final Frontier, Rocket Lab announces another one leaves the crust launch window. The mission will launch a single communication microsatellite from Launch Complex 1 on New Zealand's Maya Peninsula for the OHB group that will enable specific frequencies to support future services from orbit. The launch will be Rocket Lab's 18th electron mission. OHB Cosmos is responsible for launching the spacecraft built by the group's satellite manufacturers based in Germany, Sweden and Czech Republic. The mission will launch from New Zealand. Alba Orbital, the space broker that manages the launch of AMSAT-EA, AMSAT Spain and ESAT 2 and Hades satellites has informed of a delay in the scheduled one for January with SpaceX. They said, This delay has nothing to do with our satellites or with Alba Orbital itself. It's attributable to Momentus, which acts as an integrator with SpaceX. They said, The delay means the next try would probably go to March, coinciding with the Starlink mission and being located in an estimated orbit between 450 and 550 kilometres with an inclination of 53 degrees. Momentus offers two services. Shuttle flights from rocket drop-off points to popular destinations and charter flights for customers whose intended destinations are not served by shuttle flights. Momentus plans to offer Vigo ride service on quarterly launches in 2021. Dawn Harms, Momentus Chief Revenue Officer, said more than a dozen customers are currently booked across the various missions. Additional customers have signed up for Momentus charter flights from the Falcon 9 drop-off to other destinations. Charter customers include C3S Electronics Development of Hungary and Space Maniac of Slovakia, a spin-off of the Slovak Organisation for Space Activities, a non-governmental group that promotes space research and technology. Worldwide special interest groups, IOTA. Grant VK5GR says OC139 activity is a combination of CW, SSB and FT8, possibly with some RITI and PSK thrown in for fun. Also this weekend during the WIA Summer VHF UHF Field Day on 6 metres, 2 metres, 70 centimetres and maybe 23 centimetres. Visit VK5GR webpage for more. Special interest groups, low down. Very low frequency, VLF enthusiast Joe Craig, VO1NA, reports that Stefan, DK7FC, copied his 50-character message transmitted from Newfoundland on 8.271 kilohertz with a radiated power of 10 milliwatts. He said, this is a new record for amateur transatlantic VLF. 
He said, The mode used was Ebnaught by Paul Nicholson, a synchronous coherent BPSK mode for use at VLF and low LF. Craig's tower supports a VLF RL, rotated L, 10 metre average height and 100 metres long. VLF is the ITU designation for radio spectrum in the range of 3 to 30 kilohertz, corresponding to wavelengths from 100 to 10 kilometres, respectively. Craig noted, since VLF waves can penetrate at least 40 metres into salt water, they are used for military communications with submarines. I'm Bruce, VK3FFF. From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. Available on RF and on demand 24-7 from the wia.org.au website. Media Watch and Murder, She Wrote. This time it's Murder, Who Spoke? A TV drama about the murder of Radio Ham, Golf Zero HFQ, was aired on the UK Monday 11th. ITV broadcast the first of a three-part TV drama about the murder in 1989 of Oxfordshire radio amateur Peter Dixon, G0HFQ and Gwenda Dixon, who were on holidays in Pembrokeshire. In the November 1989 radio communications magazine, the RSGB wrote, Did you work GW0HFQ slash M? As we've reported in previous editions of Radcom, Peter Dixon and his wife Gwenda were brutally murdered whilst on holidays in South Wales in June. Police have asked us to say they are still anxious to talk to anybody who had a CUSO with Peter whilst he was operating on 7 or 14 megs SSB, 28 FM or 144 FM. The dates between which they'd like you to check your logbooks are the 19th to the 29th of June 1989. Police believe Peter Dixon had a contact with another mobile station in the area on 28 Megs FM on the morning of Wednesday, June 28. Intruder Watch Enforcement Zone and Fox Hunting Decoy Marketeer. The cost of RFI is dear. This story is about an FCC action against a company it is charged with radio interference. The US government agency, it seems, is making noises involving, of all things, Animal noises. Amateur Radio Newsline's Ken Peterson, KC0DGY, has more. Can the grunt or snort or bleat of a deer be considered QRM? Probably not, but instructions being transmitted wirelessly, directing a hunting decoy to utter those noises, is quite another matter. The FCC and a U.S. company called Primos have entered into a consent decree over its product, the Wagon Whitetail Electronic Deer Tail Decoy, for what the FCC has called non-compliance with Part 15 of its rules. The FCC believes the decoy's remote, which users report has a transmission range between 40 and 60 yards, exceeds the authorized field strength emissions limits, and could interfere with nearby electronics. According to the FCC, the company acknowledged that it had marketed six such models that exceeded those limits. Primos has agreed to embark on a plan for compliance and has begun a voluntary recall. The company will also pay a civil penalty that could be considered somewhat dear, $55,000. Primos noted it had received no complaints of interference occurring with any other devices. As for interference complaints from any of the local wildlife, no bucks or does were available to grunt, 
snort, or bleat, or otherwise comment for this report. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Education and all USA grades of licence will be held at the Sunshine Coast Amateur Radio Club March 13. All details are on vk4wis.org or contact Trent vk4ts at wia.org.au. And speaking of the USA, ARRL life member Neil Rapp, Whiskey Bravo 9, Victor Popper Golf, is the 2021 Carol Perry Educator of the Year. This award recognises an outstanding individual contribution in educating and advancing youth in amateur radio. Now, WB9VPG is a voice you've heard on this WIA news service due to his ongoing commitment to our sister service, Amateur Radio Newsline. He's an Assistant Central Division Director and ARRL VEC Certified Examiner and currently teaches chemistry at Bloomington High School South. He's also the school's Amateur Radio Club sponsor and has introduced 3,600 students and parents to Amateur Radio through his involvement in the organisation. He got his licence when he was, wait for it, five years old. Yes, five. And at that time was touted as the world's youngest ham. Congrats, Neil. 2021 Carol Perry, Educator of the Year. Rewind. And uh, today, rewind item that I have is the secret listeners. I'm John Knox, VK4FJRK. A 1979 BBC program about civilian involvement in radio-based intelligence during World War I and World War II features amateur radio. The YouTube description says, Illustrated with archival film and photographs, as well as interviews with those involved, the documentary traces the evolution of civilian involvement in radio-based intelligence during both world wars. It was the tireless work of amateur radio enthusiasts during World War I that initially convinced the Admiralty to establish a radio intercept station at Hunstanton playing an integral role during the war. Technological advances meant that radio operators could pinpoint signals, thus uncovering the movement of German ships leading to the decisive Battle of Jutland in 1916. Wireless espionage was to play an even more important role during World War II, with the Secret Intelligence Service setting up the Radio Security Service, which was staffed by voluntary interceptors. They were a band of amateur radio enthusiasts scattered across Britain. The information they collected was interpreted by some of the brightest minds in the country who also had a large hand in deceiving German forces by feeding false intelligence. If you'd like further information on this, watch Wartime Radio, The Secret Listeners, BBC 1979. You can Google it and you'll be impressed. My time is up. With Rewind for the WIA National News Service, I'm John Knox, VK4FJRK. Socially speaking, it's the 2021 social scene. VK4 Tark Australia Day Long Week Family Radio Camp next Thursday afternoon to Tuesday afternoon the 26th of January at Blue Water. VK4 a Weissen event at the Ipswich and District Radio Clubhouse February 13 from 10am. The Wyong Field Day Feb 28 and VK2. VK3 it's EMDRC's Hamfest March 28. Now reception reports and then we'll be leaving you. 
WIA News rebroadcasters often give shortwave listeners a welcome to the broadcast as they commence callbacks straight after the local news. Local news follows national news in all states, and it would be great if those shortwave listeners would email their reception reports and location to callbacks at wia.org.au. Now, one person last week was Mark Vanderlinden, PA3GJL. He was listening, but where? You won't believe this. Now, I'll quote. I can receive your WIA transmission now, Saturday, 2318 UTC, that is Sunday at 18 minutes past the hour, local time, here on 2 metres, 144.450 in FM. Now, since I'm in the Netherlands in Europe, I'm guessing it's broadcasting from a station in Europe. But where? Maybe from the UK? There are some conditions here because of the thick fog. Best 73, Mark, PA3GJL. So if you're listening, or better still if you're transmitting, and you're outside of mainland VK, in fact, outside of VK, then drop us a note. You can do that at callbacks at wia.org.au or nationalnews at wia.org.au, like Mark, PA3GJL did. Now, till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.